You're listening to the On The Rise podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs as we make our way to the top. Here is your host, known as the property shark, Mr. John Lee. What's up, guys? It's John Lee here, also known as The Property Shark, and welcome back to another episode of the On The Rise podcast. Today, we have the one and only David Meltzer. David, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, my pleasure. Really looking forward to it. Absolutely, David. Um, so I kind of want to go back to, to, you know, when you were growing up, um, you know, you, you grew up in household you know it wasn't very it was a very difficult time for you you had six children and and a single mom that raised you um what was the biggest life advice that you took away from from your mom you know i took so many different things away from my mom um you know it wasn't that difficult because she was such a great mother it was more financially i thought you know the universe kind of was led by money buying happiness and love my mom, you know, some of the great advice, be kind to your future self. So you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Don't live below the line and blame, shame, and justification. Be grateful, uh, forgiving, accountable. Um, live an inspired life. Uh, always, you know, be kind, not right. The, she has so many great lessons. Be more interested than interesting. I've learned so many things from my mom, uh, especially as a parent. And the biggest lesson I learned, though, uh, didn't really come from her, it came through her. And that was when I graduated law school and I wanted to take a sales job and I had been offered a oil and gas litigation position that was high paying. And, you know, my mom had a saying, doctor, lawyer, or failure. Truly didn't believe the fetus was fully developed until after graduate school. I used to say she had a black belt, third degree black belt in the martial art of Jewish guilt. But when I graduated law school, I wanted to take the sales job in the internet and she was like literally telling me the internet's a fad don't i dare do it i need to be a real lawyer she's worked her whole life for me to be a real lawyer how could i do this to her and that's when i realized that just because someone loves you doesn't mean they give you good advice and that's when i started voting for what i wanted uh, for my profession at least i wish i would have continued to vote for what i wanted in my personal life instead of trying to please people I don't even like or buy things I didn't even need. That's amazing, David. Um, and you, you talk a lot about the persistent pursuit of achieving what you want to achieve. Um, can you talk a little bit about that mindset and, and how you kind of really honed in on that to be able to go from zero to hundred million, lose it all, but then kind of come back again? Yeah, you know, it's all math. And I always say, you know, especially in this time of compressed uncertainty, accelerated change, people are so worried about money, whether it's in real estate, uh, whether it's MLMs, whether it's financial planners, whatever profession that is what I call a grit profession. The reason I call it a grit profession is, you know, to be a great uh, professional in real estate, to be a great professional in a MLM, to be a great professional in financial planning, you don't need any money. You just need to be able to ask and attract, to stimulate interest, transition interest, share a vision, and then most importantly, manage and develop the vision uh, so that it thrives. And you need, most importantly, 
to understand segmentation in all of those professions, real estate, MLM, financial planners, they need to understand segmentation in the respect that, that we can't be aware because our senses are so faulty. The way we see things, hear things, smell things, talk, touch, taste, all those things, we don't determine specifically or stably what, what we are seeing. And it's relying on our memories and our memories are faulty as well. So what happens is people quit. People quit because they don't see the progress. People quit at 25%, 99% of the people quit in real estate, 99% of the people quit in MLMs, 99% uh, of the people quit in financial planning when they get to 25% of the way there. Why? Because they don't see their 25% of the way there. They think they're stuck. They don't know that every day, not only are they growing, but they're growing more and it's growing faster. And so whatever amount of time it took them to get to 25%, it'll take approximately half as much time to get to 50%. Well, of the 1%, 99% of those people, once again, they don't see the progress because our senses can't pick it up and our memories are not very good. So 99% of the 1% quit after 50%, at 50% of the way there. The saddest thing is of the 1% of the 1%, they know they're only half as much time to be 100% of the way there, then half as much time to 200, half as much time to 400, half as much time to 800. So I tell people all the time, get stuck getting stuff. You got to enjoy, find the light, the love, the lessons in the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of your potential. Nobody else's potential. Don't vote for what other people want for you. If your mom wants you to do something, anybody else that loves you, just take it like a, a handful of sand, take that advice. Let it fall through your hand if it doesn't resonate with you. If it does, hold on to it, just like a grain of sand. But otherwise, you need to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential and trust the fact that you're accelerating and growing. And if you feel stuck, it's because you're actually progressing. If I was, you know, I'm sitting in a closet right now. If I didn't try to get out, right? If I was sitting in my closet as a why me person, why me? Why this COVID? Why me? I can't make any money. Why me? I'm a... If I was sitting here, I wouldn't feel stuck with why me, because I'm not trying to get out. The minute I try to get out, I, I, I feel like it's stuck, but maybe I open the door a millimeter today, two millimeters tomorrow, four millimeters the next. I'll be the first one out. I'll be the first one growing and accelerating. So people have to understand that the key to life is detach your emotions from the outcome. You won't feel stuck. Enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential every single day, incrementally accelerate and segment it out. You wouldn't believe if you just take one millimeter, one millimeter and double it 20 times, you will be so far ahead of everyone else. You'll be at least 100% of the way there. That's absolutely amazing, David. And on that note too, um, you've also mentioned, um, I kind of forgot how the saying goes, but it's uh, the subconscious and unconscious. And there's also another level in that, that I missed. But um, on your note of the, the consistent pursuit, how do you tap into your consciousness to be able to achieve quantum growth, to be able to really hone in on yourself and realize that, hey, like this will get me somewhere if I just keep going at it. Yeah, so the conscious has a cellular memory. Uh, it's what we think, say, and do. And there's about 10,000 new things that we think, say, and do every day. And it, cellular memory is stupid. It only knows what it learns from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep.
But if you consistently do it, it'll then interact with your subconscious mind, the 40,000 of the same thoughts and actions that you do every day, the same thing. And so that consistent behavior now becomes persistent when it's part of your neural pathways. It becomes a discipline, a habit that becomes persistent. And that persistency, the more you access it, the more you practice it, the more you do things every day consistently and persistently, it starts to talk to the unconscious mind. The unconscious is your DNA, your character, your integrity. It's your personality traits, your obsessions, addictions. It's actually coded into your DNA, which means it's been there for a memory. It's a long-term memory, much better than the cellular memory or the neural pathway memory, the you know, short-term memory, intermediate memory to this long-term. It could be millions of lifetimes. At least doctors have figured out it's at least four generations from your great-grandparents, grandparents, your parents to you. All of those activated and allow you to what I call to have your organic, authentic stuff, your frequency, your vibration. And the three things about your vibration that are uh, indicative or triggered by your actions all the way through. So I always say, your life starts with the law of Goya. Get off your ass, and it ends with the law of attraction. Your frequency, vibration that you send out there, the strength of your signal, the spectrum of your signal, and the clarity of your message will sooner attract what you want in an accelerated, rapid, accurate manner. And that's how people get what they want in life through the law of Goya, going through the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious to the law of attraction. That's so powerful, David. Wow. And uh, take me back to, to when you were just graduating from law school and you had a, a choice to kind of go the sales route or not. Uh, in, in another interview that you did before, you did mention how um, it's important that you, you don't see work as work, but you see work as activities that you do because, uh, you know, work isn't fun, but, but you can do activities and you can do a lot of it. And if you focus on activities that make you money, then, you know, hell, that's even better. Um, but um, in a time like this, you know, the special times of COVID-19, what are some activities that uh, you would encourage people, people to really take on and, and do? Activities of capabilities. And so what I mean by that, a capability is defined for me as your skills. So you should be developing the skills that you have, that you want or you need. Knowledge, you should be acquiring the knowledge, practicing the knowledge you have, but acquiring the knowledge you want or need. And then understanding the last component of capability, which is the most important component of capability. It's the common denominator between all successful people that have the spirit of excellence, fulfilled people. And that is the desire to must be what you can be. And when you aggregate your skills, knowledge, and desire into capabilities, we then can find the synergistic or supplementary areas that are activities we get paid for, activities we don't get paid for, prioritized activities by our own inventory that we take by personal experiential giving and receiving values, allowing, aligning them daily with what's important to us and allowing us to be productive, provide value and service to others, accessible, accessing value and service from others, as well as accessing and being accessible to others. And then finally, gratitude, right? Having the perspective and finding the light, love and lessons and everything by having a gracious perspective. And if you do all of that, you certainly will not only achieve what you want, but you will be happy, healthy, wealthy and wise. I love it, David. Um, and for yourself too, uh, you know, when you were going through bankruptcy, 
uh, one thing that that really stood out was was on the come up um, of of you getting to where you are now. You you really focused on the giving part because prior to that you were all about getting. So uh, I'm curious to, to hear kind of your take on 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 why giving and and how does giving actually accelerate your success even though it's a little bit hard to wrap your head around that for most people i think a lot of people give but they give with conditions judgments guilt offense resentment some sort of emotional attachment or in other words they think giving is trading in fact even some people that believe in karma they give on the auspice that the more i give the more i get uh, I don't I don't do that right I believe in unconditional giving is something that my mom has shown me throughout the years of to give unconditionally of yourself to give your life away to make room for what you want and I think the easiest way to describe it is understand there's three different worlds uh, first world that people live in is the world of not enough it's the world that I was born into everybody around me there wasn't enough they were victims they were why me people right why me why me there's not enough never enough and even though those people that end up making a lot that live in that world they still don't have enough and they're still why me person and we know plenty of wealthy fulfilled people that live in the world of not enough yeah. the second world is the world of just enough the world of just enough is just enough for me it's a very positive world. Usually these people are very uh, benevolent. They're givers, but they give with conditions because there's just enough for me. I'll give this so that I will get my name recognized. I will give this if you give me that. I will give this, but I'll resent you for taking it. I will give this, but be offended when you don't pay me back. I will give this conditions, judgment, guilt, whatever. Then there's the world after I went bankrupt. Well, actually two years before I went bankrupt, I learned about this world and practiced it for the last 13 years. It's the world of more than enough. And the world of more than enough says, I'm gonna give my life away unconditionally. Everything that I have and I'm motivated to get is through me for others. Not just through me as an equal, but even better, through me with appreciation, meaning everything I receive, I'm grateful for, and I add my secret sauce, my value to it, and I give it away. What motivates me most to receive is that it allows me to get, to appreciate it and give it away uh, with no conditions. And what happens is if you live in the world of more than enough, where there's more than enough of everything for everyone, you expand and you're able and you're making room for more than enough for and through you. And that's the life I've been leading for the last 13 years. And the more that I do it, the more that goes through it. That's, that's powerful, David. And, and on that note of giving, uh, what would you tell someone, you know, who's maybe in their early twenties, uh, just got out of school or, you know, just started a, a, their career. They feel like they don't have a lot of skills, knowledge, expertise. They're kind of a nobody. Uh, how can they give value to, to people, um, and really help them? Uh, for example, if, if they meet you or, um, any other successful individuals in their community, that, that they aspire to be? I think it's learning a series of questions to ask how you can be of service. Notice I didn't say one question. It's a series of questions. What are you doing today? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Oh, you need a babysitter? I can babysit. Oh, you need a sex executive assistant? I can be an executive. Oh, you need someone to take your trash out? I'll take your trash out. And then learn how to have an, uh, 
a series of questions, asking those people, sponsors and power sponsors, there's no such thing as gatekeepers. There's no resistance, objections, void shortages, and obstacles placed in front of you in a personae. All people are connected. We're all one. So everybody's either a sponsor, meaning they know someone that can help you, or they're a power sponsor, meaning they can help you and they know someone that can help you. So not only should you learn a series of questions of how you can provide service or value, but also ask a series of questions. Do you know anybody that can help me? And when you do that, statistically, in person, on the phone, via email, and media, radio, print, TV, social media, you will be exponentially more successful than anyone. I mean, today, most people, on average, know a 1,000 people. When I was a kid, on average, they knew five. They used to say, you know, if you knew five people on the palm of your hand, you'd be successful. Imagine if you're asking just one person in each of those categories every day, you'd have 128 thousand people that you be connected to every single month and if you're only 18 21 25 you know i'm 52 years old you'll be so far ahead of everyone else by the time you're my age that's absolutely amazing david uh, and, and when you put things into perspective like that it, it really again think in terms of decades not in terms of years and you'll see the exponential growth I think um, even better than decades, well, if you think of things in segments uh, and take time out of the variable, time's a man-made construct. So, you know, I won't start any segmentation less than 20. So for me, I'll look at something and say, where will I be 20, 20 segments from now? And 20 years, that's fine. 20 months, that's fine. 20 weeks, all the better. 20 days, 20 hours, 20 moments. But if you understand acceleration and growth, I go ahead and segment out. I did that with my own ambassadorship, for example. You know, looking at that, I, we were talking about the MLM business, financial planner business, and real estate business, how you can build, build, build. Well, for me, I, you know, met Gary Vee and uh, was doing a little bit of consulting with them, helping them with their sports agency. He helped me build my brand. And, you know, asking me what I wanted, I said, I just want two ambassadors. And he's like, you mean followers? I said, no, two ambassadors, people that will get me two ambassadors a year uh, because they're motivated and inspired by the ideas that I'm sharing with them. Yeah. So that's interesting. And I said, because if I do, I'll have over 2 million in 20 segments from now. You know, oh. so in 20 years, I'm 50 years old now. In 20 years, I'll have 2 million ambassadors getting me 2 million ambassadors a year. Next year, 4 million getting me 4 million and so on and so forth. Uh, so segmentation is such a great way as long as you don't you don't even need to put time I just knew I had 20 segments to get there now fortunately for me I've got there a lot faster than years and they keep on accelerating I can't wait to get to moments yeah I, I love that segments and time is a madman construct uh, David thank you for all that you do it has been such a pleasure talking to you and you know you've really motivated me a lot and I look at all the valuable content that you provide and, and so thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, one last question for you, uh, if you could go back to when you just graduated from law school, when you're 25, um, because I know during the special times a lot of people are going to go through transitions in their life, um, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give yourself knowing you know, what you know now and the fact that you've gone through uh, what you've gone through in the past? I always say whether I'm 25, 35, 45, or 55, which I haven't hit yet, but <laughs> I'll give myself the same advice. And it's the advice that I'm still finding here sitting in my closet during these accelerated times of uncertainty and growth, radical humility. Uh, no matter, we don't know what we don't know. You know, rule number six that Xanders wrote about, Wayne Dyer talked about, Deepak Chopra and I discussed last week, 
Rule number six says, don't take yourself so seriously. Be radically humble, be of service, give your life away. Uh, you know, the ego, it will only cause interference and corrosion to the light, love and lessons that we're here to learn. If you have pain in your life, physical, emotional, uh, mental, financial, it's just pain. Pain tells you you need to learn a lesson. So let's all learn the lessons with skills, knowledge, and desire. Let's all learn the lessons by being of service and of value. Let's all learn the lessons of happiness because happiness is the greatest disease. It's a disease, it's a disease that's shared by witnessing it. It strengthens our immune system. And my main mission in life is to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. I do a free training every Friday for everyone, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Friday, live training with Q&A. Everyone, please join me. Come to dmeltzer.com, at David Meltzer. Uh, David at dmeltzer is my website, 949-298-2905 is my text number. Please join me for free training anytime on Fridays, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you, David. Really appreciate you, and I look forward to your next live training session as well. All right, I'll see you there. Thank you. Okay. Bye, David. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the On The Rise podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The music composition and vocals is done by Graham Best. Your host, of course, is the property shark, Mr. John Lee. Have a wonderful day, and we will, of course, see you next time on our way to the top. Cheers. Cheers.